Listener Production. Today on Footy Talk, we'll be talking about Carlton. Are they back? Collingwood, are they in trouble? Also, we'll be chatting about Jade Gresham. We'll be talking St Kilda, Ben Brown, Brody Grundy, the Dogs and GWS. Where are the Hawthorne Football Club at? And also, the Brisbane Lions. Welcome to Footy Talk. It's your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. Brought to you today by Limo and the one and only, the star of the Herald Sun. Just flick it open, you'll see some of his work there every single day. Mm. Jay-Z or Jay Clark, how are you, mate? Ah, Limo, my wife uh, has got other words to describe me. But let's go (laughs) with stuff for now. I've come straight from Ligon Street, my friend. And, And the strut. And the peacocking oh, that is what? happening down in Ligon Street this morning is absolutely extraordinary. They're loving it out there. I tell you, you say that as a joke, but I was uh, in an Uber on my way here this morning and I'm coming down Flinders Street and yes. I'm getting just past Flinders Street Station. I saw a bloke standing on the side of the road yes. who had clearly had an all-nighter. Yes. He's got the Carlton scarf around his neck. <laughs> He's punching a dart. He looked as rough as. I and that. I thought, you have made the most of this, brother. Oh, good on you. Oh, good on him. But this is their moment in the sun, isn't it? Uh, this we, we piled into them six weeks ago. The whole <laughs> oh, did we ever? <laughs> they piled into themselves. Yes. There was so much microwave membership melting the, the 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 landfill guys had to create a separate spot. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. But after that loss to Essendon, they had written the year off. They had. But is that when they went on their camp? They did. Let yeah. know. Um, and uh, history's going to show that this old-fashioned sort of, what would you call it? Uh, well, you'd call it a piss-up. <laughs> That's what you'd call it. And, and we got the flickering flames, the burning sort of, you know, wood, the, the smell of a fire. And that ca- campsite fire chat um, is what clearly has saved Carlton's season. Because right now, after last night's win over Collingwood, it is just a freight train, the, the, the Navy Blues. Well, you look at it, since they've had the fireside chat, yes, right, they've beaten the Suns, yes. Hawthorne, mm. Frio. All in the bottom eight, not necessarily super impressive. Mm -hmm. But in the last three weeks, they've beaten Port, the Eagles, and last night, the Mighty Pies. Unbelievable. They are back, baby. So did you see this coming, Lemo? Is this the Agatha Christie twist this season needed? Because if they can beat Collingwood Carlton and they make the eight, they wouldn't fear anyone. Why would they? They've just beaten Collingwood. Mm. But after that loss to Essendon, they were sitting... I think fourth or fifth bottom on the yeah. ladder. It yes. did not look good for no. the Blue Baggers. No, it didn't. It uh, looked really stinky. But this is credit to Michael Voss. So the big story to come out of this for me is well done to the leadership of the Carlton Football Club, including the senior coach, Michael Voss. Everyone was coming for him. The Bonson, yeah. the Bunsen burner, remember the old science classes we used to yeah. do, turned up to hide the blue flame. The navy blue flame was really <laughs> was, was burning on Michael Voss. His ears were singeing. But I tell you what. He has uh, maintained a steady hand, um, and that uh, last night we saw the power, the raw power of that Carlton midfield. They took it up to the pies mm. in the engine room, and that was the sort of stuff we were expecting from Carlton in round one. It took them half a season to get going, but even though Adam Chera has hurt his hamstring, um, they have superstars in the middle, and a guy named Charlie Kerno. Lima. So at the start of the season, Mark yeah. Robertson said he's the number he's the number one player in the competition in his top fifty. And some people laughed at that. They thought, hang on a second. You know, have you heard of Marcus Bontempelli? Have you heard of Christian Petrarca? 
Now, Charlie Kernow, against the best defence in the competition last night, kicked six goals, dominated the biggest of stages. He looked like the number one player in the competition last night. But you know it stood out to me? Well, six goals, zero is yes. what he kicked. He was dead straight. Yep. And Majacek, Dacos and Elliott between them, yep. zero goals, seven. Yeah, McStay last night. They, they turned the tide, didn't they, Collingwood? So they come back mm. late in that, in that third quarter and in the last quarter as well, and they had some shots. But McStay, it would be a tough replay to watch for him because his execution was off. It really cost him in some important moments. And what about Nick Dacos? So he's been able to do every, anything he's wanted over the course of this season. He's, mm. the, he's the Brownlow medal favourite, sixty or whatever it is. Last week, Port Adelaide put the clamps on him a little bit, sent Willem Drew, because we'd been saying, why don't you tag this guy? Why don't you run yeah. with him? And then last night, George Hewitt gives him no space, and his impact goes through the floor. So that has to be the blueprint, Lemo. And a, a bad time to have your impact go through the floor because isn't he in contract negotiations at the moment? <laughs> One mill a season, I think, or thereabouts. Which I, is a, surely he's going to get more than that. Well, it's. I think it'll be tight. They'll have a, like a percentage um, clause in there. So if the salary cap goes up by 25 30%, which it's expected to, you just have that uptick in your little contract. Wouldn't that be nice? You'll get a little boost as well. A little 30%. Sort of surge. Um, Safe to say he is not going to be short of a quid over the next 10 years. No. As opposed to the bloke who put a million bucks on Collingwood. So if you're not up to speed with this story, he put the bet on six weeks ago when the Blues were struggling. He got a dollar forty. Not bad odds yeah. in the scheme of things. In yeah. fact, you, I don't think you would have got a dollar forty last night. No, dollar thirty. Gamble responsibly, we should say, in amongst all this. Yep. Um, he put it on Collingwood and they lost. So he's lost. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing, but for some reason I'm finding it funny. He lost a million bucks last night. I mean, you're a goose for putting a million bucks on. I'm assuming he's got about a billion dollars to start he with. He must have heaps. And it's not going to hurt him too much. Yes. if you, yeah, you, we, I'm also um, saying him. Hey? Could be her. Well, I don't know. Has he? Has this person, did the person watch this game last night? And how are they feeling? Even halfway through the first quarter, when it looked like the Blues were up to it, into their eyeballs. Surely, you ca- surely you're cashing out as quickly as you can. <laughs> oh, the um, that it was would have been sickening, frightening. Well, I oh. forgot about that, and then thought of it this morning, and I thought, oh my goodness, he must have a whole West Indian island, or he or she must oh. own. Like mega Greece islands that we'll might have that much money. We'll find out it was Elon Musk. Yeah, okay, <laughs> good, he's good got pl- he's got plenty to spare. So the Blues are up and about. They're playing great footy. Yep. They're back on track. Yep. Vossi's got them firing. Yep. It did. Does Collingwood, I mean, there's still two games clear on top of the ladder. Does Collingwood have anything to worry about? Has something been exposed last night? In addition to Dacos, yep. that other teams are going to take advantage I, of. I think what was what was um, incredible was the pressure early from Carlton. So they really, yeah. you know, I think they really turned um, really turned that Bunsen burner up on the pies and their ball movements. So they weren't able to link up as fluently as they would like. And then when they did get it forward, um, they were able to execute. So um, that would all please Michael Voss and, and Carlton. Of course, Jacob Wiedering had a great time uh, down back. I think Mason Cox is an issue for Collingwood. Quiet again. He, yeah, you could see Craig McRae in the presser. He got a bit awkward talking about Mason. Yep. And he was pretty honest about it. He said, look, he struggled over the last few weeks. Yep, clearly. Have we got that grab there, Rudy? Can you play that one? Look, Mason's last couple of weeks haven't been his best for the season. That's that's cool of what it is. But it's, um, yeah, we just wanted to change it up a bit. We wanted to try to play faster and 
which means there has to be a cost somewhere, and that's why how we went forward and we had second ruck through Dan, and yeah, oh, it just is what it is. It just made a decision that we thought we could get benefit somewhere else. So do they go smaller on the run home? So if Mason Cox isn't firing, they got depth of pie. So it's Ash Johnson, it's Jack Ginevan, a Billy Frampton also out of the team. They've got extraordinary depth. They've only got two players on the injury list, which is an amazingly clean bill of health. So do they go smaller on the way here? It will be an interesting uh, week down at Collingwood um, and the coaching uh, match committee uh, meetings deciding on that structure because it's been safe as houses up until now. They play Hawthorne on Saturday at the MCG. So There's think- another loss. They could lose two in a row here. <laughs> Four points. <laughs> Four points you'd back that, you think. But that's a great twist to the season because now that ca- the Navy Blue Machine comes alive, there's a bit of a doubt on Collingwood who we'd backed in hard. So uh, fa- fantastic twist in the season. But Jay-Z, yep. a tasty final three rounds. When you look at the Pies, they play Geelong, yep. Brisbane, yep. and Essendon. Tough. Tough. In the last three weeks. Yes. So it's a nice little yep. teaser leading yep. up to the finals. And do you know what all the other clubs in the top eight will be saying? And in fact, I know they are saying. Clubs like uh, Melbourne, you mentioned Brisbane, Western Bulldogs, they're saying this this year is open. You know, like Collingwood mm. probably over the past six weeks, they have been winning, but some of their indicators have dropped a little bit. So it's, um, you know, even Geelong. Oh, you got to beware Geelong in this finals race, and I know that sends a shiver down your spine, <laughs> really Limo. Does. So oh, I think it's a, an open race. Um, as we see, credit to Michael Voss. Should we touch on this grab from um, – we talked about the fireside chats earlier. Michael Voss last night deserves all the credit. Said they had some hard conversations. They did some soul-searching, Rudy. I've been really impressed with our leaders in more recent times. You know, the first conversation I had with them when we had to have some pretty tough ones was – I had to have a few tough ones with them about where they saw themselves as leaders and they accepted it. No one blinked. And I think that says a lot about them. They didn't know quite how to go about it at that point in time, but they've learned how to do that over the last little while and we'll just be stronger for the experience that we had. It was tough to get through. We're not at the end of it, um, but we're certainly getting plenty of rewards at the moment, which is pleasing to see. Oh, here come the blues, Jay-Z. Here come the blues. But it was a Friday night cracker, and we absolutely love love seeing the big teams going at it in front of 80,000-plus at the MCG. You are listening to Footy Talk with Limo and Jay Clark. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. You are listening to Footy Talk with Limo and Jay Clark from the Herald Sun here today. Now, the biggest game remaining this round is clearly Hawthorne-St. Kilda. (laughs) (laughs) The Hawks, though, our best, our our best, is actually pretty good. Yeah, choked last week against Richmond, though. I mean, you should have stitched that game up, had it in the back pocket at three-quarter time, and then... Clearly let the Tigers in. So you think that'd uh, sting a little bit. But, but St Kilda are going to be edgy coming into this one. Winnable game against the yes. Saints. And they've dropped Jade, Jade Gresham, which, uh, I, you know what, I don't mind this from Ross Lyon. He, he makes hard decisions. Yes, he is a free agent, and the Hawks are actually uh, having a look at Jade Gresham. They need some more class in the forward half. So mm. keep an eye on Jade Gresham potentially to Hawthorne, and Carlton is the other club interested. So he's fascinating. But Ross, oh, you perform your way into the team or out of the team. And he isn't happy with Jay Gresham's form, so it's been quiet. He did play midfield last year in previous years. He's been injured. Ross sees him more as a small forward because he probably doesn't have as big a tank as some of the other guys. 
and just probably hasn't had the impact. So um, interesting. How, what's All the right. confidence meter? Yeah, you remain the only person I know that does a Ross Lyon impersonation, <laughs> by the way. Lucky he doesn't uh, listen. The confidence meter. Look, I just go into each week now, because the season's a write-off, obviously, uh-huh. just excited about what they'll pull together and yep. excited about what the some of the younger players will yes. give us. So that's how I view each game as a Hawthorne fan. So if we get up, that would be amazing, of course. Do you feel like you've skated past North Melbourne in the rebuild stakes? Totally. In quicker time? Yes, yes. Yours has been going for about three or four years. Theirs has been going for about five or six years, the I Kangaroos. F- I feel like Sam Mitchell is getting the absolute best mm-hmm. out of pretty much the entire list. So yep. everyone... And, you know, I've said that for years. What good football clubs do is they get a 6 out of 10 and turn them into an 8 out of 10. Yep. Right? And I feel like Sam's doing that at yeah. the moment. Look at all the Geelong players over the journey. Shannon Burns, David Woodgate. Yeah, it's just they, they do. I mean, that prime example, Geelong, they'll get a, they'll turn a 6 out of 10 into a 9 out of 10. Yeah. James Podziadley. So here, mm. this is a serious question for you, Lemo. And I know you're a very funny man. Just straight, <laughs> right, yes. Straighten out that forehead for a second. It made the, the football club made one of the biggest calls in the history of the Hawks, right? Essentially punting Alistair Clarkson for Sam Mitchell. And at the time, that mm. was like, oh my God, yeah. how can you do this, the Premiership mastermind? And it was brave. It was a bold call. Do you reckon history's going to judge that as the right call? I think so, yes. Yeah, I think Sam is already a really good coach. Yep. And I hope that one day we're calling him a great coach. Yep. You need a couple of flags to be. Yeah, become a great coach, and I hope he. I hope he gets there. I don't think uh, that- one day, but I. I really like what he's doing. I like how he's got the team together. I feel like they're a bonded unit. Yep. I feel like everyone's paddling in the same direction. Yep. Uh, so I'm. I'm excited about the future. Yeah, and his style of coaching is brave because do you know what's easy when you're down the bottom. It is easy to park the bus or put numbers back. They have a scoring game plan. He is just as much offense as it is defense, yeah. and I think that has been very a very brave move from him. So we, Hawthorne just need to fill a couple of holes yep. on the list, yep. and I reckon we're away. Another big forward. I think it'd be handy. They do have about $2 million coming up in the war chest over the next year or two, so they will spend big at the right time when they're ready to jump up. Indeed. Hey, let's talk about the Ds. Uh, now, they've dropped Ben Brown and brought back Harrison Petty. Yep. Rather than Brody Grundy, where yes. is his future, Jay-Z? Yes. I know you've written about it in the Herald Sun yes. today. So Harrison Petty's a fullback. He kicked something like 11 goals over his career. So he's not normally a forward, but it would be mm. disconcerting for Brody Grundy in his camp. Did they pick the fullback ahead of him to play key, <laughs> to play key forward, to be honest? That's where that's, things have... There's a clear message <laughs> right there. And uh, well, crunching some numbers, and I had my calculator like for hours. I just crunched through all these numbers with calculator on a solar panel and got on my exercise bike and spit out... The abacus going. All of that, got yeah. the abacus. And you know what? Over the past, since Brody Grundy has jumped out of the team, their scoring profile's gone through the roof. They're winning more clearances when he's not in the ruck, yep. and they're winning more contested possession forward of the ball when he's not in the team. So Simon Goodwin clearly knows what he's doing, and and the decision, to be honest, as harsh as it seems, has vindicated the move. But do you know what the Ds have got to do at the end of the year, Lemo? What's that? If, if they're not picking him in the team, right, mm. they've got to face up to it. It hasn't worked. They've got to trade him on. There is no point being stubborn about this. Yeah, You cannot have Brody Grundy, they're paying, I think, about six fifty a year for him, playing out at Casey. Sometimes clubs, and I think this is a maturing part of the whole exchange period, hey, it didn't work. Let's facilitate a move for it to benefit us in a different way. Could he go to the Catters? I think I think Sydney, Port Adelaide would be the leading two options. Mm. I think Geelong probably on that second rung. 
They're the three. I think Port Adelaide, who are in a premiership window, they want to save a radical air as well. I think they'd be most keen, and the Swans had a good look at him last year as well. Well, check out Jay Clark's article in the Herald Sun today. If you look at the numbers, you've got to think to yourself, why would Simon Goodwin even think about bringing him back into the team? Uh, Dogs and GWS at Ballarat. This is going to be a belter. GWS playing very good footy at the moment. Turned it around. Adam Kingsley, mm. in between his massive gym sessions and protein shakes, <laughs> he has got the GWS Giants going really nicely. They don't like each other either. Remember Toby Green tried to bite Bontempelli's ear off or something like that a few years ago. It's Bailey Smith's 100 game, 100th game. Luke Beveridge gave him a nice old pump up. Playing at Ballarat, looking forward to this one. Uh, we should mention as well Chris Scott about to break the coaching games record at uh, Geelong. With a winning percentage of 69%, if you don't mind. Being not, extraordinary. Not a bad it? run. Yep. And I just want to mention as well, Chris Fagan during the week was asked about Will Ashcroft and his knee injury. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Fagan said? No, what did he say? He goes, it won't make, it won't change one little thing. About the team. Well, that is a kick in the guts for Will Ashcroft. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be flat it as a biscuit. It change one little thing. Flat as a biscuit. All right, thanks for your service, Will. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be just fine without you. <laughs> uh, but uh, good luck with him and his recovery. Uh, you have been listening to Footy Talk. If you have a question for us, get on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or footytalkpod on TikTok. Tomorrow, we'll go around the ground and analyse all the action from the Saturday game.